be advised. Graphic language about to ensue. You have been warned. decided to bark right in the middle. It's been a day. I'm getting Chris in. He's running this show tonight. Okay. You're on. I'm so fucking tired. I worked third last night. Uh, I'm sorry. I know that feeling. Been there, done that. That's what I work. Uh, do you by chance remember where we were on Columbine? Or where we left off? Um, we were uh, talking about... Honestly, I, I, I want to say towards the end of his childhood-ish. We were at one of the kids' childhoods. Uh, cry for help? Probably. Uh, did we get to where he targeted Brown with a brick to his car? No. You remember that? No? Okay, so we were before that. Yeah. I, I, I want to say that. Yeah. yeah, I was talking about talking, hitting somebody with a car. I'm like, I've never been there. Okay. I don't remember that part, remember that part. <laughs> at all. So I can say that one was a definite no. Do you remember? Did we get to where they were talking about going on missions? Yes. For toilet papering houses. Yes. Graffiti. Yes. Okay, setting fire to potted plants. Okay. Setting fire to potted I mean, that sounds like a child. Uh, teenagers, go figure. Especially in the 90s. Okay, so... We were known for getting in trouble. <laughs> I told yeah. you. Firecrackers and the 80s throwing snowballs full of gravel. 
<laughs> I was dead. Stand up and start snowballs full of gravel. I just turned them into ice balls. See? That still hurts. Regardless. It hurts worse than the gravel. Are you fucking struggling over here? Um, okay, so... After Halloween of 97... Harrison Gravel bragged about um, shooting trick-or-treaters with a BB gun. The same year, Klebold was suspended for carving homophobic insults into a freshman boy's locker. Warm up. Like it's gotta warm up. Go figure. Uh, meanwhile, Harris started pushing people away. Unable to drive yet, he relied on Brown for rides to and from school. Brown, an admitted slacker, was routinely late, which drove Harris crazy. Uh, finally, after one argument that winter, Brown told Harris he would never give him a ride again. That sucks. Yeah, especially for, um, Harris. Unfortunately, though, um, a few days later, parked at a stop sign by Harris's, um, bus stop, uh, Harris shattered Brown's windshield with a block of ice. That sounds about right. Especially in the wintertime. I've heard cases of kids getting up on, like, overpasses and stuff and throwing down bricks and rocks. Yeah. Well, you don't really have to worry about that around here, from my understanding. You just got to worry about kids flinging pumpkins off. And bambies. Wild bambies. No, they just jump. <laughs> Same with the raccoons. There's been a lot of people hitting raccoons lately. You ever, you, you notice that? Nice. What? Go get your cup. Go get your cup. Go get your cup. I'll, I'll get you some. Go around the okay. other so, um, furious, Brown told his parents and Harris's parents about the latter's mischief, you know, with drinking and other bad behavior. In that man, can't talk. English is hard. I was gonna say the same thing. Me know English very well today. Um, in that man. Hold on, I need another drink. And I'm not even drinking alcohol. Here. Mason. That's the bad part. I can't drink alcohol tonight. Okay. Uh, I gotta work tomorrow. I don't know. It works tonight. Nice. Irish coffee. Ew. Is there stuff for Irish coffee? Nasty, nasty. I like it. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could. I got two out of the six Rugrats here presently. Yeah, we got the one whole How many of the wife and I have total? Yeah. Fun, fun. I don't um, have that many kids. Apparently, I, I don't like the dick that much, apparently. <laughs> He's very lonely. Which is... It, Come on, you can have it, you know, less than once a week. It's not going to kill you. I haven't yes. had it. It's usually what? three times a week. Thank you. And I'm not doing it anymore. Three times a week? 
We usually have sex three times a week, but uh, we're babysitting somebody, so he hasn't gotten shit. So do you want more? Uh, you want more? So, uh, you want more? Been getting lucky, huh? Not this week. So he's all depressed. He's lonely. Anyhow, so um, in that moment, finally got the word out. The anger already building inside Stop, Eric Harris found a target. Uh, in January, Klebold approached Brown in school, handing him a piece of paper no, with a website on it. I think you should look at this tonight, he said, adding, and you can't tell Eric I gave it to you. Brown was never sure why he'd done that, but Columbine author... Dave Cullen suspects it was one of several attempts to draw attention to Harris's behavior or basically crying out for help. Now, mind you, Leveled and Brooks um, were elementary school friends all the way up into high school and around this time. So on the website, Harris's AOL profile, where he wrote under the name Reb for Rebel, sometimes Reb Doomer, he detailed nocturnal exploits with vodka, which was Klebold's screen name, describing various acts of vandalism, including building pipe bombs and his desire to kill people. Brooks Brown. Uh, Brown's parents called the police. The detective they spoke to noted pipe bombs had been found in the area and thought the threats were credible enough to file a formal report. You said uh, they found- A few days later, uh, Harrison Klebold both missed school. Rumors swirled around Columbine High School that they were in serious trouble. Relieved, the Browns felt they had taken care of the problem. What they didn't know, however, was that Harrison Klebold had been arrested for a completely different felony, breaking into a parked van and stealing electronics equipment. So Harris's father, Wayne, managed to get both boys into a juvenile diversion program. Once successfully completed, both boys were re- yeah were deemed rehabilitated and given clean records. Of course. Had the presiding judge seen the Browns report, or if the resultant search warrant had been executed, Harris would have been rejected and jailed for the van theft, and the police would have found his growing pipe bomb arsenal. Hmm. For some reason, though, that information was not shared, and the search warrant went unsigned. So they had a warrant drawn up. But it was never but the executed. judge never signed it. Why would the judge not sign it? That's the question. No idea. They don't give... There's there's nothing in here as well, to what I'm... The judge know, could have looked into the whole juvenile redemption um, thing. By all accounts... 
Harris was a model program participant, seemingly deeply repentant. He maintained straight A's and never missed a counseling session. Behind that facade, though, the embarrassment of being caught ignited a spark in both Harris and Klebold. And by spring of 98, they were already planning Judgment Day, or NBK, shorthand for Natural Born Killers. Well, already then. Yeah, so now we're going to go inside the minds of Harris and Clubbold. I don't know if I want to go in there. <laughs> I'm kind of afraid, to be honest. But, like, don't get me wrong. Like, there's plenty of things that I would love, plenty of people I would love to talk to that are no longer around. Just to see how they actually work. I want to go in the mind of jo Jeffrey Dahmer, but that's never going to happen. Well, the, through death? the interviews and stuff I've seen and, and, and research I mean, about him, he's not on the worst end. A Dahmer killer? No. That's what, he was there's actually there's some that are just downright will shake you to the court. Well, there's Ma Manson, but like, it just makes you wonder. Dahmer, I think, just yeah. grew up yeah, definitely. With, with the wrong house. Nah. And just didn't know how to. I mean, he knows right from wrong to, to an extent, but doesn't realize the repercussions of his actions. Yeah. As much as. Like, Mason. Manson. Manson. Manson yeah. just wanted to be famous for any way he could possibly could. Yeah. He did. He definitely, definitely did. Um, so, the journals of both Harris and Clevold uh, provide some insight into both their planning of Judgment Day and their psychological makeup at that time. So, in early 98, Harris stopped posting online and began keeping a notebook he titled The nope. Book of God. Nope. Mostly dedicated to his homicidal fantasies and nihilistic philosophy. Clevold had actually been keeping his own diary, Existences, a virtual book, since the previous spring. The differences between the two no. are striking. Uh, sorry, not Clevold uh, <laughs> writes in Forward, more Prose, and Poetry about God, self-medicating with alcohol, cutting himself, and his persistent thoughts of suicide. Far more often than violence, he talks about love, both abstractly and personally. Uh, the journal contains two notes to a girl he was fixated on, neither of which were delivered, and many, many drawings of hearts. Uh, overall, Clebold felt he had ruined his life and that no one understood him. Other people were zombies, he thought. But they were also the lucky ones. As he wrote in a note on the journal's first page, fact, people are so unaware, well, ignorance is bliss, I guess. That would explain my depression. Uh, Ernest's journal is more single-minded to him. People were robots, conned into following a false social order. The name, the Which, same one that dared to judge him. I have something only me and V have. 
self-awareness. He wrote a year before the attack. Which is actually uh, mostly impartially true. We as a society will follow whatever our leaders or whoever we view and 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 as think authority right and and think in the same mind that they do. Um, it it kind of goes along with uh, the movie Idiocracy. People as humans are getting smarter, but society is getting dumber. Agreed. To a point. Right. I mean, some people, I, they were hanging too low on the tree here. Some people should just never procreate. Yeah, exactly. I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. Um, <laughs> I mean, people who can't boil water and burn water. But it's true and you know it. Touching that subject. What? Um, what? Hey, then take your bedtime meds and head on up to bed. But you still have to do your 10 minutes. In the I want to know whatever energy she First. has because I need some. Is it a like, solution like that of the Nazis was what would save the world, natural selection. The same oh, message dude. printed on his shirt during the shooting. Is it bad that we should take some warning labels off and let it happen that way? Mm-hmm. It, I, no, I was just I about to say the same thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then, and then survival of the fittest at that point. You, you know... There's some people that would survive a zombie apocalypse, and then there's some people who would be used as bait. Yeah, and then there's people like me who would just trip the idiots. See? You would survive the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd trip it. I'd some people would just be used as bait. Running with me. It's 8-12, buddy. But you still need to go do your 10 minutes and time out if you haven't already, which I don't. Where? Um, so, Austin Harris's cruelty was unfocused yeah. and not tied to any particular slight. It was compulsive in addition to hating human beings, loving Nazis, and wanting to kill mankind. In an entry from November of 98, he describes his fantasies stating... I want to grab some weak little freshmen and just tear them apart like a fucking wolf. Show them who is God. So, I feel this is a, a little bit more of an unresearched idiocracy. This is... Because... On, on Harris's part... I think he was more viewing the violent side of a lot of these cases and fixated on that rather than yeah. fixated on this is, the entire... This is where... From a psychological standpoint, you would see, okay, this dude's a sociopath. We right. need to block him up. Right. Because um, he, he did. He, he became so fixated on... Death. Death. And <laughs> trying to fix the human race, which a lot of people have tried to do over and over and over again, and they always 
end up on the shit. Every day. And it's because of the way they go about doing it. Right. Because they're not researching into the whole truth of a situation. They're researching, or they're fixated on the, the violence One and the fiction. Part. Right. Um, I am, for the record, ladies and gentlemen, I am not a psychologist. No, in, by any means. In no. way, shape, or form. Neither am I. Um, no. As far as psychology goes, I do know what I'm talking about, though, to an extent, because right. I deal with it where I work on a daily basis. I deal with mental illness. I deal with, you know, I deal with mental illness on a daily basis as it is because of myself and my past. Um, but the, Harris here is the epitome of a sociopath and a psychopath, to be honest. And a narcissist on top of it. He's not a narcissist. He's not narcissistic, That's so his focus is more of the society as a whole rather than just making himself exactly he's not focusing on himself he's he's focused on everyone else right um and that's just yeah more and more of my opinion you know from what i've just read you know about his unfocused cruelty um, wanting to kill mankind, like I said. Um, Which, on one hand, I get. <laughs> There's a lot of idiots in this world. On the other hand, I'm like, uh, I can charge you that. I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> well, you see, that's why my mantra for the most part is it's not worth the jail time. No. <laughs> but I get it. There's a lot of idiots in this world, and it's like, like Crystal saying, so sometimes I wonder if. We should take warning labels off certain things. <laughs> yeah. So, in a presentation to the conference of psychologists years after the shooting, okay, Fusilier Don't of know the FBI oh. presented his belief that based on his homicidal fantasies, skill at lying, and lack of remorse, uh, Eric Harris was a budding young psychopath. Yeah, I was going to say that's key signs of a, a, a sociopathic psychopath. Yeah, exactly. It's all of the above. Oh, yeah. I thought you finished that one. In response, though, one of the psych, uh, participants I like, okay, raised an objection. I think he was a full time psychopath. A number of other psychologists agreed. Right. Um, so now we're jumping to preparing for judgment day at Columbine High School. How much of a time frame is it before the actual shooting? Months or like a year? So, I believe this was, so in early 2000, or 98, sorry, not 2008. Ooh, a little, a little off there, yeah. Is when, or in November of '98, is when he made the entry about killing mankind and loving the Nazis. Um, so now we're into March of '99. Okay, so within the ne next like, six months, seven, yeah. eight months, something. Six like that. months to six to seven months, give or take. 
But for a year before the Columbine shooting, Harry Harris dedicated himself to building dozens of explosives, pipe bombs, and crickets made from CO2 canisters. He looked into making napalm. Oh boy! Yeah. And what he had planned for these explosives, playing it off as a joke when the other way here. So he's not even focusing on a certain group. He's focusing on society as a whole. Yeah, he's focusing on everybody. Which kind of goes back into what I was saying earlier, that he's not exactly researching into the reasons why some leaders have done the way that they have. Everyone as a whole, not just one particular group individualized. So the whole idea of him trying to rat out the weak ones. Yeah. It's it's there, but then again, it's not at the same time. Exactly. Um, Harris also took these notes about student movements and the number of exits in the school. Uh, meanwhile, he researched the Brady Bill and various loopholes in gun laws. Before finally, on November twenty second of ninety eight. Joining Klebold and convincing an eight-year-old mutual friend and later Klebold's prom date to buy two shotguns and a high-carbine rifle for them at a gun show. Oh, he, he convinced the eight-year-old to buy it? 18-year-old. Oh, 18-year-old. Oh. Uh, you gotta be legally eight. Well, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, eight-year-old, I don't think they would sell him a gun. <laughs> That um, so later, Clevel told or bought a semi-automatic pistol from another friend in a pizza shop. Gotta get first, though. If you don't get first, you're gonna uh, have to restart it. If you're not first, you're last. <laughs> There's a challenge for you. Oh, I'm Although Harris claimed after their first gun purchase that they had crossed the point of no return, he had not counted on a few complications. Just before New Year, the local gun shop called his house, saying the high-capacity magazines he ordered for his rifle had arrived. Oh, boy. Yeah? The problem was his dad picked up the phone. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, why would you put your own home phone number down? Yeah, back in the days of the old rotary. <laughs> the rotary and the cord. So it wasn't dial-up. <laughs> no, actually, at the time, it probably was dial-up. Yeah. Dial-up had just come out, so get off the computer i need to use the phone exactly and the old dial-up sound I, mean, uh, I remember that sound it still haunts me in my dreams sometimes um so the most persistent obstacle was Clevel's mental state many times well, before the attack? It's kind of the biggest part of the situation. Wrote about plans to kill himself, including stealing one of Harris's pipe bombs and strapping it to his neck. 
Several other journal entries are signed by as if he expected them to be his last ones. So, Puddled went along with it, but then didn't want to. Right. Well, well he, his his conscience started to kick in, and the little yeah. the little angel on one side of his shoulder. Right. Right. And the little angel that's sitting on his shoulder saying, "What are you doing? Don't do this. It's stupid." All I can picture of at that point is Kronk from the Emperor New Group. Yes. Reeling with himself over what to do. Yes, and then the devil on the other the other shoulder is trying to convince him. Yeah. Oh, it's gonna throw um, the most persistent. Uh, uh, okay, okay, yeah, I can try that. So, what changed between August 10th of '98 and his last suicide threat and the attack on April 20th of '99 is unknown. At some point, Clebold committed to the NBK plan. Although perhaps he only thought about it as an elaborately theatrical suicide. Uh, one of his last entries reads, I'm stuck in humanity. Maybe going NBK, God, with a W, G-A-W-D, with Eric, is the way to break free. I hate this. The penultimate formal page in Clevel's journal. Good God, I cannot talk tonight. English is hard, but it's okay. Uh, written five days before the attack ends with time to die, time to be free, time to love. Nearly all the remaining pages are filled with drawings of his intended outfit and weapons. Mm. Um, the pair worked on their final, worked their final shift at Blackjack Pizza on Friday, April 16th. Paris secured advances for both of them to purchase last-minute supplies. Clevold attended prom with a group of 12 no. friends on Saturday, while Harris went on a first and last date with a girl he recently met. Was pizza a part of the preparation? No, that's just where they worked. Oh. See, I would have bought a pizza. I'd be like, one final pizza. Anywho. <laughs> Um, that Monday, the original date for the attack, Harris postponed the plan so he could buy more bullets from a friend. He had apparently forgotten that he had just turned 18 and no longer needed a middleman. Middle right. So, the Columbine shooting doesn't go according to plan. So, the next morning, April 20th, both boys got up, left their houses by 5.30 a.m. to begin final prep. In some ways, the killer's writings help decrypt the Columbine shooting, not because of what they reveal about their emotions, but the details of what they had really wanted to do. From the outside, the massacre at Columbine High School looks like a school shooting with their notes. Though it's clear it was badly bungled, it was a badly bungled bombing. The duffel bag Eric Harris was carrying when he talked to Brooke Brown contained one of several propane tank timed bombs. Two were placed in the cafeteria to bring down the ceiling and allow Harris and Clubbold to shoot students as they fled. 
Brown had also noted his friend's car was parked far from its usual place. That was because both Harris and Clevel's cars were rigged to explode as police, ambulance, and journalists arrived, killing many in the process. A final bomb was placed in a park three miles from school, set off to go before the others. This, they had hoped, would draw away police, buying time before the authorities arrived and killed them. Suicide by cop was Harrison Clevel's intended finale. Oh, it is. As anyone familiar with Columbine shooting knows, none of that happened. Yeah. Because these bombs were so much bigger than the others, Harrison Clevel could not hide them at home. Instead, they were hastily constructed on the morning of the attack. Right. Smart as both boys were, they had no idea how to wire detonators and failed to figure it out in the limited time allotted for their construction. Thankfully, none of these bombs went off. So, originally they wanted to bomb the school, and because they forgot to do their research. Mm -hmm. Right. They, they were just so fixated on. So they just shot everything up. Right. Um. So with the central failure in mind, the rest of the killer's actions take on new significance. Apparently, Clevel got cold feet when the cafeteria did not explode. They were supposed to stand many yards from each other. For optimal firing range, but when the shooting started, the two were standing together at Clevel's assigned position. From this, it can be inferred that Harris had to convince Clevel to go through with the attack at the last minute. Right. Even after that, Harris did most of the shooting. <laughs> so he, he, at this time, he was getting second thoughts. He was getting regrets. He knew yeah, he something was, was going to go right. Right. And that little and, angel was talking in his ear again, or the little voice in his yeah. head, and he was starting, he was trying to back out. Yeah. Um, survivors and police expressed confusion about why the shooting abruptly stopped. About half an hour into the attack, Harrison Clevold we're in the school library with nearly 50 people I at their mercy. So he, they were hostage, what you're saying. Yeah. They, were kind of, they trapped yeah, them. They, kind of thing. they had 50 people at their mercy. Then they left, allowing the majority to escape. The next time they shot people, it was to kill themselves. So the whole suicide by cop thing kind of went out the window, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the turning point seems to be when after killing one student in a library, Harris's shotgun recoiled into his face, breaking his nose. Ooh. 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 Ow. <laughs> yeah, I've had <laughs> recoil to the shoulder. That's, that's pain enough as it is. I, I, I've shot a... Uh, Black powder rifle. Or a yeah, I, I've uh, shot a uh, a double barrel shotgun <laughs> with two triggers. I've seen the bruise that it leaves if you don't hold that button tight enough. Yeah. Um, 
That still brings me home. Mom, I love you, Mom, if you're listening, whatever. Um, but security cameras show they then went to the cafeteria, trying and failing to set off the propane tanks with pipe bombs and shotgun blasts. Oh, so they attempted to just shoot the propane tanks themselves and have them blow up. <laughs> Which, um, propane tanks nowadays really don't do that? Because this is, this is within the last 25 years, so I mean... But, yeah, the 90s, yeah, they had that effect sometimes, if you got them right. Yeah. You gotta get them just right. Um... But then they tried provoking the police by firing through the windows. The officer, yeah. The popos, <laughs> the popos. <laughs> neither hit them nor entered the building. Finally, Clevold and Harris returned to the library to watch their car bombs fizzle before picking a spot with a view of the Rocky Mountains and shooting themselves in the the head. At least they got a good view. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, it's sad. So they, they got away from the school before this no, happened? They shot themselves in the school. Oh, inside. Okay. Okay, so the school itself was. Hey, then, okay. There was a spot in the school or around the school, wherever. They were still on school grounds. <coughs> when right. They killed, when they shot themselves. Right. Um. But they were facing the Rocky Mountains as they did so. So at the time that this happened, how many, do you know how many people were shot or injured? Um, not Added at up? this point. Okay. But now we're getting into the motives behind the massacre that happened. Well, um, we kind of got into a, a, a little bit of it. say somewhere in here. Um, compared with Harrison's Little's ambitions, the Columbine High School attack was a complete failure. Well, Originally yeah, with their families. initial plans, right. Based off um, their initial plans, yeah, it was completely the opposite direction. Yeah. So, originally planned for April 19th, which was the anniversary of the Waco siege and the Oklahoma City bombing. The attack, Harris hoped, would beat Timothy McVeigh's body count in Oklahoma. He fantasized about planting bombs around Littleton and Denver, and in one journal entry wrote that if he had, if he and Clebold survived Judgment Day, they should hijack an airplane and crash it into New York City. So they kind of thought about the whole 9/11 situation before 9/11 even happened. Exactly. If I'm not which mistaken, is, which is kind of odd. Maybe three years prior. That that is kind of interesting. That is kind of interesting. So that also makes me think now, whoever had flown the planes into it had heard about the Columbine shooting and read the journals, right? And kind of based off that, but that's a whole different story. It's a, it's a very um, possibility. Which would make sense. We'll never know though. Which would make sense, because uh, there, there's a whole bunch of people in this world that were on a conspiracy theory behind that, but that, that's a different story. Um, so, uh, again, they were just so fixated on the violent part of this, rather than actually researching 
into a proper way of doing it. Right. And they've just tried to get it done and over with and and and, and push yeah, through. Well, there, there's there's still more, so Right. Um But Eric did not see himself as a good kid pushed to violence. He wanted to be a domestic terrorist. In an apparent answer to his parents' concerns about his future, he wrote, This is what I want to do with my life. So again, fixated on the violent part rather than... He wanted to be like... He wanted to be like one of the cool serial killer guys kind of thing. Yeah. Even though, you know, it's not cool, but in his mind... And like, don't get me wrong. I'm all for a villain winning a battle here and there. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you're not Wait, you're not fixated on right, right. You're not fixated on trying to become a, a, a serial killer or a terrorist or a genocidal massacre. Do that and start with mind controlling squirrels and otters. <laughs> squirrels, man. And then I'd move up to like dolphins and sharks. You know. Right. So they didn't even research on it too much into our reasoning as to why things happen. They well, just, they're, they're, from, from the article that I've got here in front of me, there's still a lot more this one is on all of this. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, so, almost exactly a year before the shooting, Harris <laughs> began came the closest to explaining why he would shoot up a school. He was not attacking specific people or even Columbine High School itself. He was attacking what school represented to him. The point of indoctrination into the society he despised. Which makes sense. Individuality and human nature. It does make sense. Um, um, On certain aspects I, I do kind of agree that the world's kind of becoming uh my word uh, pussified oh i agree but that, that's just a personal opinion um yeah um but there, there's more to what he was saying so school is society's way of turning all the young people into good little robots and factory workers and I, I understand his reasoning. Ninety-eight. Um, I understand his reasoning. Do I agree? No, not necessarily. But um, I get maybe why you feel said, like that. I will sooner die than betray my own thoughts. But before I leave this worthless place, I will kill whoever I deem unfit for anything at all, especially life. The shooting itself was among the first national tragedies in the era of cell phones. Right. And the 24-hour news cycle, reporters were at the school interviewing traumatized teens as the events unfolded. Some students, unable to get through to overloaded emergency services, began calling news stations that then broadcast their understandably unreliable eyewitness testimony across the world. 
Um, so Clevel and Harris were two of 2,000 students at Columbine High School. Most interviewees didn't even know that. But it right. did not stop them from answering questions. From a few jumbled pieces, the flow of popular image Clevold was in the theater program. So he was gay and mocked for it. So he was he was a oddball out of the group, you know. Um, yeah. I, I was a, a part of that group as well. I was a band student, so I did drama and chorus, and I was kind of I got along with everybody, but I was I was a little oddball, you know. Right. Right. Which I get it. I mean, I I've been through the whole bullying situation as well. Um, so from that part, cheerleaders. Right. Nerds, metalheads, gearheads. I was, I was, yeah, in the kind of group with everybody. Um, yeah. At least tried to be. Uh, kind of stuck to myself, but but he was, he was one of the oddball kids we all know of. We, yeah. we all know at least so, one of them. Both boys also wore trench coats during the attack, so <laughs> they were both in the trench coat. <laughs> that just made me think of Inspector Gadget. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Gadget just uh, popped in my head, you know. Yeah. Go, go, Gadget. Hey, all right. Yeah. Come on. This is definitely not the guy that um, The police were another problem. The Jefferson County Sheriff had only been in office since January, and he simply did not know how to handle the situation. Instead of sending in SWAT teams, Police held the perimeter until after Harris and Clevold had killed themselves. One victim, Dave Sanders, was allowed to bleed out due to the Globe police response. And multiple bodies were left where they were, two outside and uncovered overnight for fear of booby traps. Some parents were not even told their children were killed. They learned about it in the newspaper. Which is understandable. Um, yeah. I, I do get see. Uh, I do see the police's reasoning for withholding everything <laughs> just until they got right. everything under control. But that. then again, that's why we have bomb teams in place. That's why we have the SWAT team. That's why we have certain things. Columbine to... was the catalyst for why they do the bomb threat. Drills, right? And oh, it actually shooting drills that, that they do, right? I was still in middle school and elementary school. What? Um, I got clips on that end. Right. See, I'm, I'm on a little bit of the younger generation. Um, at the time this was going on and happening, I was maybe two or three years old. Yes, I'm 35, so... I'm only 26, so... It, I, was, I, was, I was still in diapers, pretty much, when all this happened. Still a young pup. Um, but no, I mean, my sisters were, you know, still in elementary school at this time. Like, even, uh, and I think they were, like, a year, like, two years apart in school. Matt, hold it down. Right. 
So during this, my baby sister was I'm show you She was just getting ready to start preschool. All you have there is cheese. Um, so we're still was the dirty secret that Brooks Brown and his family shared almost immediately. The police had been warned about oh. Eric Harris. An affidavit for a search warrant had been written. <laughs> Not only could the Columbine shooting be been prevented, it should have been. Remember, that search warrant went unsigned for Harris. As a result, resources were shifted from an investigation to a cover-up. On TV, the sheriff labeled Brooks Brown an accomplice or an accomplice to silence him. So here now we're getting into victim intimidation and witness okay. intimidation. Uh, victims' families fought and failed in Colorado court to get documents released. The police file on Eric Harris went mysteriously missing. The full facts of what happened and what caused the Columbine High School massacre were not released until 2006. Really? It took that long? Yeah, it took that long for them to release the records of what actually happened in Columbine. So long after everyone had moved on. By then, the popular beliefs about what had happened on April 20th of 1999 were seared into the collective consciousness. Today, most people still think Columbine could have been stopped if only someone had been a little nicer to Eric Harris. A humanizing story that covers oh, over a truth too terrible to think about. Which, I, I mean, I don't entirely agree. Um... Because it, it does, it's not going to necessarily come down to one person being a little nicer to the next. Some people have this mentality of being fixated on, on violence. And not everybody takes comments the same way as others. No. No, um... I mean, I don't want to say that it's all just his school buds or his uh, school friend's fault, but it could have. Right. It, I know it's it was a home thing too, because he didn't have the best childhood. It happened right here, in the U.S. And the thing is, is now we have all these safety plans in place in our schools, but yet. That one, and there's still bullying going right. on no matter where you go. Oh, it's going to be anywhere. It doesn't matter what country you're in, what side of the world, what city you live in. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter. There's bullying in the workplace as an adult. Oh, there is. All the time. I see it all the time. And and it's it's because like it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier that us as a society, we are kind of or uh, things are drilled into our minds to act a certain way, to be a certain way, to look a certain way when every single one of us is unique. And we don't focus on well, as much back then as we do maybe now. We focus a little bit more on everybody's uniqueness. But at the time, there wasn't that. We 
thought a certain way, we looked a certain way, we acted a certain way. Otherwise, we were called out as weird. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, see, when I was growing up, I didn't care whether a person was black, white. Right, I didn't either. I don't, I don't care about the color of a person's skin. You could be black, white, green, you purple, alien, you know. Purple with green polka dots. I don't give a shit. Oh, I want a purple with green polka dots. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I mean, I didn't either. Uh, I, I focused more on like. We all read this Right, like um, I, I, I focused more on. Is he gonna? Uh, can I laugh with this guy? Or can I hang out with them? Yeah, like it you know, were they cool with me? Did they care about what I looked like or anything like that? No. Was I still bullied? Of course. I feel like we all were. Yeah. Someone's gonna... I got bullied from the time I started school all the way to right. graduation. Right. I just figured out different ways of dealing with it. Right, I, I just kind of more and more... I figured I mean, like, I the more you fed so into it, the more that it happened. I figured out. Into a hell of a lot more fights than I did in elementary school or high school for that matter. Yeah. Um, I actually lost my toenail in middle school. Ew. After um, my personal bully uh, slammed my foot in a big was leading to the outside. I wasn't much of a fighter. I tried not to be. Um, if I had to, I'd have to. I really didn't try to. Yeah, and mind you, this was you already after out. I had lost a riding oh, bicycle. Once those two were out. Back then, you know, you do that once, but you learn from it. Sometimes it only takes one time for the to stick. Right. We've all put our hands on a hot stove at least once in a while. Right. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't matter how many times I was told. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to touch it anyway. Stop touching shit. So it's like my son. Good job. I've got three. Oh boy. Three boys, three girls. I have a Brady Bunch. Yeah. My middle son, I love him to pieces. He's my firstborn biological. Right. Well, they're, they're all your kids. It doesn't matter. And he was getting picked on in school about his name. His what? nickname from our family, from my sisters, that he got the day he was born was Ducky. Some people are going to associate that with my before time and they yip, 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 yip. Right. That's where my sisters got it from. Ducky. And he was getting picked on. Right. Kids were calling him Duckhead and this, that, and the other. And I said, son, how many poor ducks do you actually know? I don't know any. You've got Scrooge McDuck who's got a money bin that he swims in. You've got Darkwing Duck who's a superhero and has some really cool toys to play with and fight crime with. Launchpad McQuack, granted, he's not the greatest at landing, but any landing you can, any crash you can walk away from is a good landing. <laughs> hey, if you're still surviving, no matter. You've got Huey, Dewey, and Louie, who are all rich. You got Donald Duck, who's rich. Daffy Duck, who's not the brightest bulb on the tree, but still rich. But he runs around. <laughs> he runs around with the 
you know, had to hold I love that. I love that. <laughs> and then you see hunting season in general. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, so many things can be affected just by changing your own personal outlook. You can change yourself for somebody else and you can be miserable or you can change yourself for somebody else and be happy. It all depends on you. Right. I think personally that if you know Harris Leveled actually had listened to that little voice inside their heads that they don't have that not all of us do listen to. Right. This could have been avoided. If the police had gotten that search warrant signed by a judge. This could have been prevented. Right, and and that goes along with uh, a lot of psychopaths or serial killers or anything along those lines. If anything, if, if they were looked at in a different light, could change the entire history. Well, it, it's like kids. Uh, it's like kids. You you can tell them no a million times over, but if you don't give them the reasoning as to why you say no. They're not going to listen. Hey, you can say until you're blue in the face. And oh, yeah. The time right. And if you don't give them a reason as to why. Even if you give them a reason. Right. But if they were looked at in their own light from an outside point of view, feel like their treatments and stuff would have been a little different. Instead... Like society as a whole, we all just think stupidly. We're going to look at somebody and automatically judge and automatically assume that this is going to work for them. Well, just remember, assuming assume makes an ass out of you and me. Which, bingo, shooting. But if they put themselves into a certain mindset... The idea is to go through the search warrant. Had the police gotten the search warrant done, what? It would have changed the entire outcome. The boys wouldn't have been oh. able to get the. What? It would have. It would have changed it. It wouldn't have had the you pipe bombs. It out. wouldn't have. You know, they wouldn't have. They wouldn't have gotten to that point. Right. It's, if if it would have been researched you know, into. It's also like, Tommy Lee Jones said in that way, a person is smart. People are dumb. That's exactly what that movie Idiocracy is about. Humans as a personal are getting smarter every single day. Society as a whole is getting dumb. And it's because we are conforming. Right. We're focused on, we're supposed to act a certain way, look a certain way, be a certain way. Sit the fuck I don't up. give a shit what I look like. A lot of people are like that. Right. Care. But I'm saying as as a collective whole, society, you have to be a certain way, look a certain way, act a certain way. For you to be considered I don't give a shit normal. What about me, to be with you. I don't either. I, I agree with you. hundred percent. 
I as a general whole. I do believe that we should take warning label, labels off of things and quit saying kids don't attempt this at all. Or please don't attempt this like they used to in the 90s. Right, where we had like lawn darts. I, growing up, watched, <coughs> watched them with my dad every Saturday morning that I was at my dad's place. I'd sit down and I'd watch Saturday morning cartoons. I did too. I did too. I never had the audacity. If my dad or my stepdad was in the middle of doing something, to drop an anvil on their heads if I was above them. Right. Drop piano on their heads. I never had those thoughts. No. Because I was smart enough to know that if I did any of that, well, guess what? They, that person wouldn't be here anymore. Right. <laughs> it's like I tell my kids. Inanimate objects, toys, clothes, all of that can get replaced. They, People as cannot. a person, cannot be replaced right. ever. Unless you're cloning, but that's that's not the point. Anyway, that's, okay, that's we're not the point. Okay, yeah, I know that's not the point, but besides, right anyway. but um, but no, like if we like, okay, if you take a look at some of these headlines that we see on a daily basis that pop up on Google when you open up your Google Chrome, throw on the news, you see some stupid shit. Hashtag Florida headlines. Not just Florida. Oh, I know, but the ours are hilarious. Today, or yesterday, one of the two. I think it was yesterday yeah. I sent it to. <laughs> ours are hilarious, though. <laughs> Isra uh, Israeli cops <coughs> seizing 250 pounds of fruit roll up and fruit by the foot. Yes! That's the kind of party I want to go to. Into the country for a TikTok trend. That's the kind of party I want to go to where there's fruit roll ups and sugar. Mind you, these couples got stopped by Israeli customs. Probably because they weren't kosher. Probably not. Probably. <laughs> no offense to the Jewish community. I have no no quarrel with anyone. Um, on that, and, and you know, in any religion, I don't care. You can be Buddhist. You can be Hindu. You can I be believe. Indian, I believe whatever. in. As long as you're happy, live your life. Don't come at me. You do you. Let me be me. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel too. That's why I never really had a problem with Cool, you're living your life. Are you happy? Awesome. Is somebody bullying you? I'm going to go kick their butt. Just because it's not right. I don't carry a baseball bat with me. No, no, of course not. But if a, if a good friend of mine comes to me and says, hey, I've been being picked on or my significant other is not treating me right or, or whatever it is, I'm going to stand up for it. Oh, yeah. Regardless on if they're bi or straight. stepdad brought me up. Like, if you see somebody getting beat up in the streets, step in, do what you can. Right. Help that person get away. Right. Whatever. I don't care if it's male, female, whatever. Right. If it's a woman beating on a guy, I'm going to step in and be like, hey, lady, stop. Stop it. Let him up at least quit kicking him in the nuts. Whatever. Right. If it's a guy, he's most likely going to get bitch slapped. Oh, yeah, he's going to get knocked out. Yeah. Just one hand, just fuck. Right. You don't hit women. Right. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm in a, in a dreams, but have I been in those situations? Yeah, of course. But 
I mean, my sister, my one sister played football in sixth grade. She oh, boy. And it was full contact. Oh, she's tough. Good. They made her running back. Oh, God. Yeah, no, I wouldn't mess with her. She's a little tough. Maybe because she had me as a big brother. Yeah, you weren't easy on her. I know you weren't. Probably not. It's your sister, of course not. Well, my sister and I fought. We fought. You go run into mom afterward, you forfeit the night. Yeah. But, uh. But, you know, that's also grown up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were little tough kids. <laughs> In the 90s and in, into the early 2000s. No, uh... Oh, yeah, you, your ass better be in that yard. Right. Right. Can you come pick me up? Right. Either come pick me up or I'm going to stay the night. Right. At my best friend's house. Right. It's the same for me. I only had a, I had a few actual choice friends growing up, which is fine. But I feel like if they would have put. Still in contact with my best friend from high school, believe it or not. And we, we might not talk a whole lot. But I know that he's going to be there for me. I was told. Um, I, I do feel like uh, with Colin Ryan's whole situation, if, if they were a little bit firmer on actually researching into. These boys, then the whole situation probably would not have happened. Again, though, that goes along with that search warrant that was left on right. by a judge. Right, because, well, the judge probably looked into. Okay, you said so and so's got pipe bombs? I, I'd be signing that. Here you go, sign Done. I would Do sign it. that immediately. You know, regardless on if somebody was just playing a prank or not. Those are kind of situations again, that you look into. You don't just ignore. See, again, though, back in the 90s, we also had this stuff. And this, this is where society screwed up majorly. Right. And I'm, I'm not going to lie here. Our elders screwed up royally with the whole stranger danger bullshit. Yeah. Because if you think about it, most predators... Are people close to that person, that victim? Yeah, yeah, I've seen a, a lot of cases. It's either from family or family friends, or even the neighbor down the road. You know, within it a close very proximity. Good that got bumbled up, and I am Crystal. I don't know if we covered this one yet, but um, John Benet Ramsey is a very good case to look into as far as it being possible family family friends that case itself was so bumbled up and we, we have talked about a lot of cases um previously that are coming from family whether it was uh, uh locking the girl in the closet situation or yeah the uh, mother and father getting into it and father shooting the mother situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm still not caught up on all of the podcasts from like later. Within the last few weeks. Uh, earlier last year. Okay. Um, right. 
I'm totally working on catching up. But Bless you. there are plenty of cases that I know we haven't covered. There's one in particular that um, my wife wants to cover, and I think it would be fantastic if we could get everybody, you know, either at my place or somewhere public or, you know, public cookout or something. And just get together and do it. I have a yeah. That is something we we've been uh, discussing about. I have a moving, uh, uh, hotspot internet source that I can bring. Plus, okay. my phone and my wife's um, phone both have fifteen yeah. gigabytes of hotspot on them every month. Okay, so yeah, it, it was something we'd be able to do. for internet, that's for sure. Um, that is something we've, we've been thinking about and, and wanting to do. I'm not sure. Yeah. Definitely on like a time frame as to when. But we we do feel like it would be a good idea to get everybody together. Right now, well, I mean, right across the river, under where I'm at here in Gunnerford, there's a big old park. Let the kids run around and play it. They've got a pavilion. We can set up. They've got electricity. Right. We'd be good. Yeah, I know. As long as we can keep the little turbulence off the time. It wouldn't be an issue. Plus, I'm sure we've all got coolers. No, we we got we got some. You know. I know. Um, <laughs> so, like, I don't know if there was anything that you wanted to cover, Crystal, tonight. Because she took the suburban. Oh, you, you think of Crystal. <laughs> You've been with drunk all night. Honestly, I... I Honestly, I, I've had a migraine all day. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't looked in it anymore. Um, Florida bitch, by the way. I think that, that's who you've been talking to all night. And we sound very similar, don't we? Weird. Yeah, I don't think she uh, has anything necessarily to cover. We were just going to try and finish up uh, the whole Columbine case. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, well, she's got Florida, work tonight. I did it sent to Crystal on Thursday. She's going to have to send it to um, me, and I'm going to have to look at it, too. She's already looked at it. She's already looked at it, I know, on Messenger. It's a little wild and outrageous down there <laughs> with all the cocaine well, fish. <laughs> Believe it or not, back in June of 2011. I was living there. <laughs> sweet, sweet justice for a Florida couple forecloses on Bank of America. Ah, I remember that. Um, I think the Bank of America had gone into a, a pretty big lawsuit. Um, <laughs> um, they so were... There's plenty of horror stories about bungled foreclosures. Yeah. Uh, the one of Warren and Maureen... Mirgis from Naples, Florida, or Nepal, Florida, Naples, Florida, it's Naples, however yeah. you want to pronounce it. It's Naples. <laughs> okay. We call them Naples sometimes, um, but Naples. It's just as bad. In, 20, in 2009, they bought a home with cash. Yet in 2010, Bank of America tried to foreclose on them. Took two months of phone calls and eventually court intervention that. to clear up the misunderstanding. I do remember that. Yeah, it, it set it off a whole yeah, it bunch was, of people. And the Naples Daily News reports the same thing. That the couple hired a lawyer to pursue. Um, yes. But 
in December, a judge ordered the bank to pay the couple $2,500 in attorney fees. Months went by, and the bank never cut a check. So they hired a lawyer to pursue a levy. And as of the article written in June of 2011 states, this past Friday, the shutdown was on. The couple showed up to a local branch of Bank of America with the sheriff, the media, and the movers with a truck. I'm either leaving the building with a whole bunch of furniture or a check or cash or something, the attorney Todd Allen vowed. It was a scene that turned the foreclosure crisis on its head, if briefly. Uh, Collier County Sheriff's deputies entered the bank shortly after 9 a.m., located the bank manager, and pre- presented him with a court writ and a familiar case. Pay the money or prepare to lose possessions. Allen told the local news station WM, or WFMY that he had ordered the deputies to take photocopiers, desks, computers, and even whatever cash was in the drawer to settle the debt. Allen said the bank manager on duty was visibly shaking. Having two sheriff's deputies sitting across your desk and a lawyer standing up behind them, whatever assets are in the bank can be intimidating. So is having your home foreclosed on when it wasn't right, Allen said. An hour later, the bank cut a check. Allen called it sweet justice because this case, he said, is a symptom of a larger problem. If you remember Bank of America, GMAC, and J.P. Morgan Chase were forced to freeze their foreclosures late last year to evaluate whether they had made errors. So, yeah. I mean, it just goes to show you, again, our society is getting dumber and dumber by the day. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly, it's it's going to come down to that. Until the entire society crashes, which we've seen hundreds of times over. Not just in our society, but all over the world. Exactly. I, I truly believe that the United States is eventually going to head to another excuse me, another civil war. Woo. I agree. Um, or eventually our one of the our country's gonna come to a very, very big crash. Um, I'd say definitely the economy is going to come to a halt. And the minute that happens, the little guys like us who right. been getting shit on for years are going to cut, get up, and be like, you know what, enough's enough. Give me my damn gun. Right. Give me whatever I can use as a weapon. I'm going after these motherfuckers. It's done. It's over. Right. That's the direction that we are heading, people, and it needs to stop. I mean, it does, but then again, it's always going to happen. Um, it's happened many, many, many times over throughout the entire history of my And this is where the idea of insanity comes into play. Doing the same thing 
over and over again expecting a different outcome. However, you can make that different outcome in this scenario. But that, that also our plays into our, our society here in the states. All right, states. We the people. We the people. But then again, we also follow our leader. We also believe we need to be a certain way, act a certain way, look a certain way. And we're not actually truly basing any of our own personal thoughts right. off of we the people. Right. Right. We are a society of immigrants. Our society is a... Yeah. It's, it's just an inside. They're just immigrants. And the sad part is... This is my room. ...are getting the brunt of it. The <laughs> is getting the brunt out of it. Yes. Because they are being taught two different things. They're being taught family values and whatnot at home, but at school they're being taught differently. They're being taught that if it's not your biological parent, you don't have to listen to them. Yeah. I mean... Which, which plays into um, our killers for tonight kind of thought process on the whole school situation. Yeah. yeah. I, I like I said I do agree. I agree. I, and disagree I agree at the same with time. Harris on, on certain things, like society becoming Stupid. robotic yeah. and uniformed. Right. I agree with him on that. However, the way he went about trying to solve it was the wrong way. Oh, violence please. begets violence. Simple as that. And violence isn't usually ever the answer. Usually. Uh, wars and stuff still yeah. happen, but um, that's a different story. One of the things I was going to bring up about uh, last week's show is the reason he cut his, um, the dude cut out his one eye before the other one was because he read in the Bible that if <laughs> your right eye deceives you, cut it out. I want to cut my eye out. Your eyes I'll do it for you. Sorry, that's, sorry, that's so surprising. He, he read that in the Bible, which, okay, that's Old Testament thinking. Now, like I said, I don't have any issues with any religion. I, I don't care if you're uh, Christian or whatever. In my opinion, you I, know the golden rule of treat people how you want to be treated, and you'll be fine. Well, I'm sorry, am I in your You show head? respect yeah. to one person, that person's going to show respect to either A, you, another person, or to another person and just disregard you. But that thought is always going to be in the back of your mind. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. So. I feel like the killers for tonight, I honestly like to research a little bit more into you will we'll never get a chance to actually <laughs> so see in under my because they're no longer here. Right. Like right. we have the so which I hold so much. BTK still alive. They were thinking at that point. And it's a curiosity of mine. I would like to to see how they were thinking and what they were feeling, and it's the reason as to why things happened. Um. Unfortunately, we're not really going to be able to get that aspect of it. 
No. Um, and I know that one of the one of the cases that we have covered. Uh, <laughs> I was just trying to sit down. get in touch with one of the subjects, <laughs> and he's refused. Instead, I hear. Okay. Um, I I personally have questions for this individual as well. Well, of course, I, I think we all have questions as to you know, or have questions to bring up to, to people who aren't here or around right now. Um, yeah. Regardless on if they were bad or good or whoever it was, family. Oh, or definitely. Um. You know, and it's the, you know, going back to if there's, if you were able to change one aspect of history. Yeah. If you take out, like, if you were to travel back in time and take out Adolf Hitler before he started the Nazi regime. The whole world would be different now. It would, yeah, it would. But at the same time, there's always someone else. It's like Qui-Gon Jinn said in episode one, The Phantom Menace, there's always a bigger fish. Of course. Uh, well, that that's just how the world is. Uh, humans exactly. are extremely greedy creatures. Um, Those who fail to understand the failures of the past are bound to repeat them. Of course. Which is why wars happen. Which is where greed comes into play. Wars actually happen for a multitude of reasons. One, greed. Two, lust. Three... Greed, lust, and power. Power. Those, those, greed, lust, and power. Those are the three main factors of I kind of put it as, like, this whole world is shit. You just have to be the gold pile on top. Yeah, but if he, if he still, it, 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 that goes back to, you know, Ron White. You polish a turd, it's still a turd. You, right. And and that's the unfortunate thing is, like, it's happened so many times over in history that it's just never going to change. Exactly. It, it is never, ever, ever going to change. Yeah. Humans are just dumb, greedy, stupid creatures. Just true. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely in agreement with that one. People are stupid. A person can be intelligent and smart and understand where you're coming from. Right. But you but get a group of them people, together, yep. tell them that there's aliens, there's going to be panic. Yeah. Just true. Although I think it would be pretty awesome that you need an alien. <laughs> and we shall call him Jeff. Or Paul. We should call him Paul. Remember that movie? Uh, I, do. I, I love that movie. That movie came out. Love that movie. But um, I think we are going to wrap up here uh, yeah. in the next few minutes. We're going to get back in contact with you. We're going to, um, I know poor Crystal needs to work tonight. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm sure she needs to take a nap. Well, it's kind of, it, it's kind of hard to when you have children. And when you nap when they nap. It's impossible when they don't nap. Ah, take them to a park and run them. <laughs> That's what I told her. I was just run them in circles for a little while. They'll tire themselves out. I mean, it's like a dog. You take the dog to the dog park, you let the dog run, you bring it home, and they sleep. Yep, and they pass out. 
Same time. Unless the dog's in heat and then she gets pregnant. Uh, yeah, and then that's, uh, it depends. If you have the male dog, <laughs> then you take a de- bag of dog food over to the female's house, write child support on it, and then just leave. <laughs> Well, no, because then you get blankets, <laughs> and you gotta include two toys. <sighs> There's a lot. No, you'll never know. <laughs> Unless the puppies come out looking exactly like the other dog, they'll never know. <laughs> Paying child support sucks. <laughs> Always will. Especially here in Wisconsin. I, here I, in Wisconsin, I, it, I, is, it, it, it depends on how many kids you have. I have three with my ex-wife, and I pay literally 29% of my close monthly income oh, to child God. support. That's, that's steep. Yeah, that's three kids. One kid is 17%. God, buddy. That's why I'm glad I don't have kids right now. Five kids, it's half. <laughs> We're going to wrap up here. Alright, yeah, let's, uh... get her taken care of Just say goodbye. Don't take any wooden nickels, everybody. Epstein didn't kill himself. Uh, Be safe out there, please. If you see a sociopath, let him know. What else is there? <laughs> um... Remember, cocaine fish is not for everybody. <laughs> sure, yeah, don't eat the fish in Florida. Don't so touch the cocaine fish. Fuck. <laughs> And remember that Fisher Bees in California. Yeah, Fisher Bees. Apparently. Alright. You have a good night. Yep, you too, Florida bitch. And don't have too much fun. Yeah, I'll try not to. (laughs) Alright. Bye-bye. I cannot with him. I can tell when he was there. And... I gotta hold up before we end it. I need to go back here. I can't with today. I'm tired. I can't adult today. It's okay. I understand. Oh, you're digging your closet. Oh, under- oh that feels great. What's wrong nice. with that? <laughs> oh, you're talking to my cat. I'm like, what the hell are you yelling at? Yes, I'm talking to cat. Like, digging in your closet. Your closet to me. No, I'm not fucking doing shit. <laughs> not this time. <laughs> you like my candy? It's behind you because Paul didn't put it back. That's it for this week's episode. We hope you're good and drunk. Stay safe out there, people. Until next week, this is... <laughs>